There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From the king of sports books comes the king of sports podcasts. Unleashed. Presented by BetMGM. Here's your hosts, Giannis Pappas and Olivia Harlan-Decker. Welcome in, everybody. This is Unleashed by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. I am coming to you, you're not going to believe this, from Istanbul, Turkey. We kind of teased that on the show last week with my dad. This is the life of a basketball wife, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so excited to be here and watch my husband ball out in Turkey. It's been so fun so far. We've been here exactly a week, and I'm kind of sleeping through the night. The jet lag is still hitting me a little bit, but boy, I'm so grateful to be able to do this show once a week that I love. I love getting talked to it with with you, Giannis, to talk a little Americana with my Greek co-host. You're in Connecticut. Our producers are in California. What a time to be alive, right? It's it's incredible we're able to do this. Giannis, I think you really need to set up some shows here next year. I think Turkish people have a great sense of humor. They keep laughing at me. What's the comedy scene like in Turkey? Do you know? Well, I bet you it doesn't involve any Greeks, I'll tell you that. <laughs> We have what you call a little bit of a history. Uh, it's a friendly vendetta. It's uh, a rivalry. Hmm. But you know what? Uh, yeah, I would love to come there. I found out I have some Turkish DNA in me. So, you know, I I don't mind. I'm over it. I'm an American. But, you know, the Greek the Greek and Turkish it's real. schism, it runs deep. It runs yes. deep. Yes. So they may not come see you and buy tickets to your show, but I would, and you have an open invitation and a bedroom with your name on it if you all want to come. Look, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and Giannis, I'd like to give you an early Christmas gift. Your friend and another great comedian, Paul Verzi, will be joining us on the show today. You know, you don't even really have to prepare this week, which makes this week really different than every other week, right? Shots fired. Wow. Wow. Shots fired. How could you do that to me? You know, I just got the booster shot. You know, I got a hundred fever. Um, I'm down and out. I got my hat on today because my hair's all over the place because I've been laying in bed. And now you shoot me in the back, <laughs> Olivia. I can't trust you. I love you, but I can't trust you. Maybe that's why you're, you're just looking so vulnerable right now. I'm just going to go ahead and take some shots while I got them. But Paul Verzi is going to be incredible. I'm so excited he's here this week. You talk about him all the time. I know you guys are neighbors. I know you spend a lot of time together. He's an amazing comedian. He really knows his sports and does the rounds on network TV talking sports. So he's the perfect guest for the show. He also has a podcast with Bill Burr called Anything Better. And honestly, if there's anyone who loves the Giants, Knicks, and Yankees more than you, it might be him. So we've got to talk some New York sports, right? Absolutely. He does love the Knicks and Giants more than me. I think Giants, we may be equal in love, but the Knicks, Uh, I jumped off the Knicks bandwagon in 99. I look at them like an ex-girlfriend. I'm traumatized by them. I blocked them on social media. They've broken my heart. They hurt me. I'm over it. I am a Utah Jazz fan now, and I am a Kevin Harlan (laughs) fan. I like me, like me and Kevin Harlan, we can enjoy any game. We're impartial. 
Yeah, no, you're right. And that was a great throwback to last week. And and he was talking all about that. I've even been to a Knicks game with you this year. And you're right. You're not a Knicks fan. So I can confirm that. Hey, guess what? I, you know who I'm a fan of right now? Who? The Turkish shish kebabs. Whatever team Sam is playing on, that's the team that I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the uh, the Donars. <laughs> Bashashir. The Bashashir, the Baba Ganoushes. I'm all you in. Wherever it. Sam's playing, that's what I root for. You're loyal. You are loyal, my friend. Take a hint. You should be loyal to me. <laughs> <laughs> Last weekend in the NFL was a real treat. That was kind of like an early Christmas present. A great slate of games, but then it really just had fun results. And since I'm already up at 4 a.m. with jet lag over here, I really didn't miss much. There were so many crazy comebacks last weekend, starting Thursday with the Vikings-Steelers game. Vikings were at 29-0, and they really had a fight for that win. So that kind of kicked off the weekend right. And you know what else? Zero teams have clinched a playoff spot with four weeks left in the season. That's the first time this has happened since 2017. And that's all because the Cardinals lost Monday night. So that game had a lot of implications. So still no one to clinch their playoff spot. That's incredible. Another week we go. I can't believe it's week 15 of the NFL season. There are just three more weeks of regular season games. We'll get some betting advice from Peter Andrew later on in the show. Speaking of betting advice... The Army-Navy game hit the under again for the 16th year in a row. That's absolutely crazy. If only betting every game was this easy. It's certainly not, I will tell you. I would love to make it to one of those games one year. That's a bucket list item. I also want to ask Paul Verzi. He's been to everything. I want to ask him what the best sporting event he's been to yet. Because it's all about atmosphere. You know what I mean? Giannis, what's the best sporting event you've been to? You've been to a lot as well. Yeah, I would have to say, I'll go back on what I said before. In 1999, I was at the Larry Johnson four-point play game in the Knicks, uh, the Knicks playoffs, and the energy in there was electric. I almost mm. fainted because I was cheering so hard. The place was shaking. That was probably the best moment of any sporting event I ever went to. I thought you were going to save your life, and I'm really glad you didn't. No, the best two moments of my life were when the Giants beat the Patriots, for sure. <laughs> Still not the answer I was looking for. My baby's birth. Um, then I would say the two giant upsets in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then the fourth is starting this podcast with you. Those are the okay. best moments of my life. I need to have a talk with your wife, Brittany. We're, we're going to work on that order. <laughs> you know something also cool that happened this weekend? And my husband made me aware of this. He's kind of a sports nerd. I have to whisper that because he can hear me. But there was something called a scoregami on Sunday. It's when an NFL score has never happened before. Giannis, have you heard of a scoregami? Never. Okay. <laughs> See, you're not nerdy enough. So the Chiefs 48 to 9 win over the Raiders was the fifth one this year, actually. So 48 to 9 has never been a score before in the NFL. Think of all the years in the NFL, and it's a scoregami. Another one that's the second time this score has ever happened is the Packers win over the Bears. It was 45-30. Now, that score doesn't seem, it's it's a high score, but it doesn't seem like crazy numbers to me. Anyways, that's the only second time that score has happened. So now you know what a scoregami is, Giannis. Yeah, I heard 45 to 30. I thought you were talking about the age difference between me and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. 
You always keep me on my toes on this show. Okay, now in the spirit of giving, BetMGM wants to reward you, loyal listeners and bettors, with the seven days of parlays. So check out on social media, they lay it all out because every day is a different giveaway. Check it out. This is your chance to win back some money that you are spending recklessly on holiday gifts. So make sure you check it out. Now it's time for us to sound off on one topic we feel passionately about this week. You know the deal, Giannis. It's time to unleash. It's time to unleash. Okay, I know we are always showing love to the great young players in the NFL, and rightfully so. Mac Jones, Micah Parsons, Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, they're all amazing. They're some of the rookies making an impact this season. But let's put some respect on some of the journeyman players out there still doing their thing as well. Or fringe guys. It's a horrible name given to players who maybe weren't drafted, but got put on a training camp roster, a practice squad. They're waved here, signed there, waved there, out of the league, in the league. It's a really hard lifestyle trying to make it in what you love, especially when you feel like it's right there in front of you. And all the time you're you're getting that hope up. Well, now there are a couple players thriving especially this past weekend, who fit that description. It's the Packers' Rasul Douglas and the Buccaneers' Brayshad Perryman. Rasul Douglas had two pick sixes, one versus the Bears this weekend. He's been great. He was the 99th pick in the 2017 draft. This is his fourth team, most recently on the practice squad of the Cardinals, Raiders, and Texans. The Texans! He wasn't good enough to make those rosters, but yet good enough to be a huge part of this Super Bowl-bound team, my opinion. Aaron Rodgers even said, we got him off the street, and that's not totally inaccurate. He was out of the league. Just cut by the Cardinals, and they picked him up. It was incredible. Brayshad Perriman, cut by teams, sequestered practice squads, and now he had the winning touchdown in overtime for Tampa Bay over the Bills. A 58-yard touchdown catch from Tom Brady after being targeted just once in the whole game. It was an incomplete pass in the second quarter. He just signed a month ago. In 2021 alone, he was cut by the Lions and the Bears. Assigned to the Buccaneers practice squad this year, brought up to add some depth to the receiver position with Antonio Brown suspended. And also that touchdown pass he caught was Tom Brady's 700th. So that was a pretty cool piece of history that he got to be a part of. And a huge shout out to Rams offensive lineman, Andrew Whitworth, defying father time and becoming the first tackle to start an NFL game at 40 years old. That's incredible. At 40 years old, I know it's hard enough to get out of bed, yet alone block 300 pound linemen, right, Giannis? Absolutely. I mean, the miracle science can help you with now. They're, they're all just on ivermectin. It helps. <laughs> so I just wanted to unleash on that. I think it's a beautiful story. These guys can have big impacts late in your NFL career even. I truly believe when you're good enough to be at that level in some capacity, you are in the NFL in some capacity, it's really about fit. It's about one person seeing something in you. And look, the best ability is availability. You know, it's that, that kind of old adage. So it's just really cool to see. There's so many stories like those, but those are two I wanted to highlight. Yeah, and nobody better at finding those players than Bill Belichick. And just like, mm-hmm. I, I think it was our Dwayne Bo episode where he really emphasized that, like you just said, wherever you end up may not be where you're well fit to play. You know, mm-hmm. like you totally. just said. The team that you play for is just as important as your talent, it seems, in football because it's such a team game and the system has to be right for you. And so that was an excellent unleash. Your unleashes are excellent. 
Say the plural of unleashed one more time. Unleashed. You're unleashed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. My turn. Before I unleash, I just want to say whoever bet on Juliana Pena this last weekend to upset Amanda Nunes, congratulations. You made a lot of money. It was a hell of a UFC card. Fun to watch. One of the biggest upsets maybe in UFC history where she beat the unbeatable Amanda Nunes. It was really fun. Great moment for female combat sports and uh the Lomachenko fight was good I was going back and forth no big surprise there he pounded Comey now it's time for me to unleash it's time to unleash I'm in the Christmas spirit okay I'm a Christmas guy it's the big man's birthday Santa Claus is in the North Pole and by Santa Claus I mean Jeff Bezos. He's up there in space. He's the real Santa Claus delivering gifts in uh, paper boxes to all of us. And uh, him and Michael Strahan and his gap between his teeth or made it to the made it to space and they're back safely. Thank God, because I don't want any interruptions on Christmas. Here's my problem with Christmas, Olivia. Okay, and I'm unleashing that on Christmas, but not because of Christmas. I am unleashing on Christmas not being longer. Christmas Mm. needs to be longer. It is such a fun holiday. It brings out the best in all of us. It converts Ebenezer Scrooges. It makes us all feel good. The lights, the smell of pine, the mistletoe, the eggnog, you know, it's just too much. The Christmas carols. I love it so much. I want it to be longer. It's not long enough. I would love to run for president and just say, hey, I'm making Christmas all of December, all of January, and all of February. Okay? We need to put lipstick on those pigs that are those two months. (laughs) January and February, you need some makeup. You stink. You're cold. You're dreary. There's no charm to you. There's no, like, days where there's sporting events. We should extend every season. You know, the, the football should be playing every day. Every day. They should play every day in January and February. So it's like an event. And every team should have to give the worst team their best player as a Christmas gift to get into the holiday spirit. (laughs) All right. The Jews had it right. They do eight days of Hanukkah. Why do we only do one day of Christmas? All right. All right. Let's do something. How about like maybe a Secret Santa style for Major League Baseball? Each team picks another team out of a hat and then boom. On Christmas Day, they each have to give their Secret secret Santa team a player. We'll do that. Of course, all the players would have to fall within about a $5 million per year budget, to be fair. But then we have a big (laughs) Christmas Day special of all the teams opening their Secret Santa gift. Now, that's how you make baseball interesting. Combine it with Secret Santa. Just call me Yanni Claus because I'm all about spreading the Christmas spirit as long as we can. Let's go to August. Am I not right, Olivia? Well, there's a lot to digest there. (laughs) I love how you say there's no big sporting event day in January or February, but there is the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's not enough. We need a Super Bowl every day. Every day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to bet on presents, like what you're going to get Sam, what Sam's going to get you. Yeah. What, you, no, what I like you're going to get me. I assume you got me a present. Yeah, no. And it's on its way, too. It might be a little delayed here from Turkey. No, you know what Sam got me? And as a parent, you'll really appreciate this. You know, we had to do Christmas early before we left. He got me the snoo. Do you know what the snoo is? No. Oh, 
it's apparently crack for your newborn. It it's this super fancy little bassinet that moves gently and can have it has a microphone in it so it hears when your baby cries and then moves more. And anyway, so that was like the best Christmas gift I ever got. But I don't know. It's it's a lot of pressure getting your spouse a gift, don't you think? Yes. And now you're going to find that you just don't matter anymore. I mean, Sam may even forget <laughs> to give you gifts. In fact, this is the first gift that wasn't really for you. It's kind of for the family. You, you know? know, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Was this gift for him too? Now I'm looking it's at him sideways. Him, literally. Yeah. Your days of coach bags are over, girl. Oh, no. I already picked out my push present, though. So that may be, that may be my last gift. <laughs> Giannis, I really liked your Unleashed. I, I got nervous when you said that you were going to Unleash on Christmas, but now I think I kind of get it. Yes, it needs to be longer. That was good, my friend. You know, I want to add to this fun. I think we need a third voice in here, someone who's going to keep cracking me up because this just is too much. And I don't care what time we record this in Turkey because I, I would stay up all night for you, my friend. Let's bring in your friend, Paul Verzi. Let's go, Verzi. Now let's bring in our guest. He is a friend of the MGM family and actually a better friend of our very own Giannis Pappas. They are neighbors. Their dogs get along. Their families get along. His podcast with Bill Burr is called Anything Better. He's a very funny comedian whose special, I'll say this, is available now for free until December 27th. You know you're not doing anything on the 24th or 25th, so you got to go watch that. Paul Verzi is here. Paul, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I can't wait to uh, chop it up with with friends, sports. It's the holidays. Let's go. I'm excited. Let me just ask you this, Paul. I just unleashed on how Christmas has to be longer. How much of a fan of Christmas are you? Christmas to me is it's it's the greatest thing that's maybe ever happened to people to to me. Sure. Oh. <laughs> like, first of all, Christmas Eve day is the absolute Michael Jordan of holidays because it's the anticipation. It's just everybody's home. You're with family. The red wine is flowing. The Christmas cookies are out. The Christmas music is on. You got Christmas vacation on or Elf or Home Alone. The kids are happy. Everybody's off. I mean, what is better than that? The big man's coming to town. It's That's it for me. <laughs> I love how you say that Christmas is the best thing to happen to humans. I think those who celebrate Christmas literally believe that, that that's when our savior came, <laughs> that it's literally the best thing to happen to humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yes, well, it holds true as far as I'm concerned. It's also a pretty sweet day of basketball. So that's always nice as well. It is. A great day of basketball. Uh, although I will say Christmas Day is a little bit of a downer after around noon lunch. I totally yeah. agree. It's the it's the 23rd and 24th where you're really, really up. Then the morning of the 25th is awesome. But then then you kind of lay around and that's kind of that's kind of it. So that's yeah. why Christmas go. Yeah, there's kind of a 25th of December blues. I feel like it's it's kind of I'm, I'm with you. It's like a Sunday. The Christmas day is almost like a Sunday night after like four o'clock. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like coming down off a Coke bender. You go what you can't go too high. It brings you too low. I mean, what can you do? That's how that, Christmas gets people high. Naturally, it's yeah. a joyous occasion. And then, of course, the crash is going to be bad. It's the cocaine holidays. Put it this way. This is what Christmas Eve is. Picture this for a second and, and ask me answer me this question. What's better than this? OK, 
Yeah. If you're sitting in a chair, recliner, in your couch, you got a fire on, slippers. I don't know if you like slippers, but if you got slippers, just the visual of slippers and a fire together, <laughs> seeing the slippers with fire. Yeah. And then something on TV, holding a scotch or a bourbon with like Christmas music in the background. What's better than that on the 24th of December around like 730 at night? I mean, there's nothing better than that. I'll tell you what's better than that. What's that? Your credit card statement from the month before. Yeah, <laughs> the, that's and the true. One that's... That you're getting end of December. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I... but money doesn't matter to me. You know that, Giannis. Yeah. My wife doesn't like it because I'm about my. We're, this is the problem with money. With people that people don't understand is we're all going to die. We're all dead. Nobody. <laughs> under, I don't save money. I yeah. don't save money. Like I save enough money to like. Obviously, you need money for bills, but just go. Like I look at it like this, Olivia. If you want to buy something. Just go buy it. If you're like, yeah. oh, but that's a little, just go buy it. Go buy it and enjoy it because we're all going to die. I don't care about saving money. I'm going to enjoy my life. Don't worry about the credit card statement. It's not even yeah. real. It's not yeah. real money. You pay it back when you can on your time. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> you know, the great poet Drake said, when I die, put my money in the grave. And I think that's kind of the vibe you're going for. I think that's great. So especially around the holidays, people need to channel that energy, Paul. Yeah, that's, you know, it's like the Wiz Khalifa song, you know? When I'm gone, it's just, just, you know, yeah, I, I just, another you great know. poet. <laughs> I'm listening to all these prolific, <laughs> prolific yeah. people. Right? I just want to say, Paul's a comedian. He's not a financial advisor, so don't listen <laughs> to anything he says. You do know your sports and you have been beating up Bill on your podcast when it comes to the betting line. I mean, what's your record right now? No, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I got to give credit where credit's due. I was beating Bill. So Bill Burr and I do anything better. And what we do on our NFL preview week for BetMGM is we pick four games each against the spread. There's none of this just picking a winner. Okay. A lot of these TV shows, a lot of these analysts just pick mm -hmm. a winner, which is, I mean, that's, that's easy. I mean, what are we mm -hmm. talking about here? We're going against the spread four games each every week. I was beating Bill for most of the beginning of the season, but Bill had a four and oh week. I had a one and three week. So mm -hmm. then he took the lead. So here's the deal. He's above me right now, two and a half games, but we are both killing it against the thing. I am two games above 500 after week 14. Wow. And Bill is at four and a half games above 500. So I'm 29 and 27. I just got a message today saying, thank you guys. Um, you guys are making me money off of bet MGM. Ah. So it's been going good, man. I've been hovering around 500, but I, I pushed above it now. So doing pretty good. Wow. And you took the Rams Monday night, right? That must have helped. Well, no, he took the, I almost went head to head with him. I didn't touch the game, but he took the Cardinals and I needed the Rams to win. But okay. I liked the Rams until I heard about the COVID. Mm -hmm. That scared me when Ramsey was out with COVID. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, the Cardinals may do this. But then it was just great. Plus that front four with, um, Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald. Yeah, they're, they're just they were they were coming after him last night. And Stafford looked amazing. So I gained a game on Bill. So now he's up only two and a half on me. We got four weeks to go. So we'll see. Nice. Well, one of your big parts of sports fandom is obviously geographically based for both of you guys. You're huge New York sports fans. So something I've always wondered as a Midwesterner where we know by birth what team you're rooting for. How do you guys choose what team you root for? Giants or Jets? Mets or Yankees? Knicks or Nets? Islanders or Rangers? It's confusing. What's your origin of New York fandom? I think for me, it was 
I think in New York, with all the choices, like you said, it's that sweet spot of being in like second, third, and fourth grade. Who's ever winning during that? So like, but for me, my parents were like, we got to take them to a baseball game. And all Mm -hmm. I knew was the Mets because 1986, I'm like eight years old. So I'm like, oh, the Mets. And somebody goes, no, no, no. If you take him to his first baseball game, you have to take him to Yankee Stadium. Mm -hmm. And then I walked into Yankee Stadium. I saw Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly. It was a wrap. (laughs) And then in 1986, the New York Giants beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl. I was at a Super Bowl party with my dad. I saw that. And then the Knicks was pretty much all you had in New York. So for me, it was like those were the teams that were kind of on TV at eight years old and you just lock in. So that that was how it happened for me. Yeah, I think you either gravitate towards the winner, the favorite, or you gravitate towards an underdog. I like a horse. I like a racehorse. So I went with the Yankees. I went with the Yankees, even though when I was growing up, they weren't doing great. I went with the pedigree. Mets is a, Queens is just a confusing loser borough. So (laughs) I grew up in an era where we just made fun of Queens and I wanted no part of Queens. You know, Bronx was cool with hip hop. So I just went New York all the way and I got Donnie Baseball's autograph. I my friend out of the way to get Donnie Baseball's, Don Mattingly's <laughs> autograph. Every year I would cover it with nail polish. That's how you protect it. Every year I cover it with nail polish. What? Yeah. And then I- uh, Clear nail polish. Clear nail polish is how you protect the signature. Wow. Did not know that. I did not know that either. <laughs> but it's funny that Giannis said that because it once you became a Yankee fan in the 80s, Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly was really all that they had. And he was great. He was like MVP candidate, I believe, in in, uh, 87. He had a, but like he was it. So for us to go see number 23, Don Mattingly at Yankee Stadium, it was like God for us. Like, cause, cause they they weren't winning. So it was just him. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. Then is he on your Mount Rushmore of New York athletes, current and past? I don't know if I could say Mount Rushmore because so much has come after him, like Mariano and Jeter. And there's been so many other ones, right. but he's on my Mount Rushmore of childhood heroes. Like what got oh, okay. me into it? Because when you're a little kid, there's the impression. So as far as the impression, Donnie Baseball is definitely on that. But total Mount Rushmore in New York, I think I would have to go Jeter, Mariano, Ewing. And then the other one is, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to think of the other one. Who would you say, Giannis? I mean, Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy, what people don't know is the guy went on a crime spree in New York during his his tenure, but nobody knows about it because the cops won't report it, especially around <laughs> playoff time. So New York protects the captain, Jeter. I mean, the guy, he was breaking into stores. He was assaulting people. And you never hear a word about it because New York fans are loyal. Jeter is the king of New York. I would offer him my own wife if I needed to. Now I believe that. (laughs) See, yeah, Paul, sometimes I don't know if Giannis is being sarcastic or not. Like that story, I 100% don't know if that's sarcastic or not. Is it? No, that's that's not true, Olivia. He wasn't committing crimes. (laughs) No, he wasn't committing crimes. Giannis is saying the cops let it go because how good he is. But um, you know what's funny is I got that because I'm Sicilian and Greek. But Giannis is. Oh. Yeah, but the Sicilian in me. Like like he just joked and said, like, I'd give my wife to Jeter just because that's where I draw. I can't. You know, you can't disrespect me like that. I don't care if it's Jeter, whoever it is, you married me, don't disrespect me like that. Right? Yeah. What just happened there was Olivia from the Midwest. I was clearly making a joke about yeah. Jeter like murdering people. And she was like, that's oh. that's how I heard it is in New York City. I mean, it's a dangerous place. I've been hearing I can't walk alone at night anymore in New York. 
That's why. Yeah. That's why Midwest people are fucking great because they're yeah. pure. You know, they're <laughs> like like Christmas. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Midwest people don't seem, and this this is something that really bothers me. This is something that really bothers me because I think that these people are kind of unhappy pieces of shit. It's these people that tell their kids Santa's not real just because, you know, these people that are just like, and I think it's more of like a snooty, maybe East Coast, you know, Midwest is like Christmas. It's Christmas. We're going to go skating on the pond. We're going to get the family together and we're going to go ice skating on the pond and Santa Claus and you'll figure it out when you figure it out. These people that are like, let's just tell them. Let's just tell them it's not, I don't want them to have these things. Those people are unhappy. It's a projection of their unhappiness Mm -hmm. and I can't stand it. And when I think of people in the Midwest, like Olivia, I picture (laughs) your parents putting a scarf on you, walking you out to a pond. There's music. Everybody's got a Christmas hat on and it's America and people are having a good time enjoying it. Yes. Dude, I got to tell you something. I was eight years old and my stepfather looked at my mother and he goes, let's just tell him this is silly now. And he looked at Goes, Santa's not real. I remember oh. where I was standing. I looked at him with a blank look on my face. My mother looked at him kind of upset. By the way, he's a he's a he's a great guy. He'd be upset if he heard me say this. <laughs> he's a great guy. Like I got a great relationship, you know. But uh Giannis knows my stepfather, he's a good guy. But looking at an eight-year-old and going, hey, it's just not real. It's like you can't do that. And I feel like you grew up in a place where it hangs on a little longer, which is America and is better, in my opinion. And I love New York. Yeah. You know, and listen, in New York, there's a lot of people that still don't do that. But there is that thing where people are like, just tell them you don't want them going to school. It's a fantasy. I don't like that shit. <laughs> now, in the Midwest, your parents aren't going to tell you anything like that. You have to go to no. your friend whose parents yep. let them watch R-rated movies because yours don't. And you have to ask him everything from a Santa to real and anything about the human body. So that's why you need a Haley Bublitz, who is that friend whose parents <laughs> let him do anything. And she basically told me Santa's not real. And, you know, look down, you'll find this. So that's that's what Haley <laughs> Bublitzes are good for. Um, OK, I've got to ask when you comedians are together, I, I imagine it either really turns off or it gets dialed up a hundred, whether you're talking about the weather or sports. When there's a group of two or more of you together, What's just the level of conversation like? I won't hang out with a comedian that's always on. Ah. If me and Giannis are sitting down shooting the shit, we're just talking. We'll talk about a movie. We'll talk about sports. We'll laugh and say some funny things or do like naturally, like we'll give a naturally honest, funny analogy. And the other one would go, oh, that's it is like that. But we're never, I could never be around. I mean, I, I know Giannis probably knows some people I'm not going to mention names, but there are certain comics that when you go around, it could be exhausting. It's like they're always on and talking and trying. It's like, I can't be part of this is being away from it. Like, you know, like, that's why we're in the country. Like, I'm not I'm not part of a, you know, comedian poker game. I'm not (laughs) doing that. I'm not doing like that because then everyone tries to like one. You ever been on a podcast, Giannis, where there's five comedians? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like everyone's just waiting to say they're funny that you can't even get a good dialogue in. So, so I don't like that. Yeah. It's like, you want to get as far away from work as possible when you're not working. Yeah. So like, yeah, even if you're, to be honest with you, some comedians are pretty tough hanks. They're not that (laughs) funny in real life. And then you see them on stage and they're real funny, but you know, it is true. A lot of comedians are huge sports fans and we do argue all the time about sports. What would you say is like one of the biggest comedian sports argument that always happens is it Jordan LeBron etc 
I w- yeah, I would say it definitely ends up being basketball. I remember one real funny one. This is a funny story. We were at the stand, the old stand in New York City, and it was Giannis. I don't know if you were there, but we were talking about can the Spurs. This is about three years ago. This is when Clay Thompson was healthy, Steph, Draymond. This is when the Warriors were on their run and they did win it this year. This actually was the year I think they won seventy three games. And somebody at the table goes, they didn't, they didn't, I'm sorry to cut you up, but they didn't win it that year. They lost that year. Okay. So then this yeah. was the year they won yeah. it. So this might've been, it might've been the year before then. Yeah. And I remember we're back there talking, but this was their run. This was like on their run. And I remember somebody going, I think, man, I think the Spurs could take them out. I think the Spurs could take them out. And, and I was like, nah, man, they, they, I know the Spurs are good. Fundamentally sound, well coached. They're not going to beat this team. And Judah Friedlander, For the people that know, Judah Friedlander walks in, and he's a big basketball fan. People may know him from 30 Rock, uh, the world champ. He he walks in, and he just goes, because he's a basketball guy. He goes, whoa, what's this argument about? I go, Judah, gun to your head. Gun to your head, because that's a big New York East Coast. Gun to your head, okay? (laughs) Who wins in a series right now with the teams, the Warriors or the Spurs? And Judah just goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is there a gun involved? <laughs> it was so perfect. But like, yeah, we get into like we get into sports conference. I would say Giannis, it probably ends up being basketball, right? Just because there there's five on five. It's different than football or baseball when there's so many players. I think when it's five on five, you get the LeBron, the Jordan, the Steph. I think it's an easier argument. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say the Spurs, the way during that run with Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker. I feel like they probably run their offense the same way Olivia is going to run her family. Just fundamental, a lot of back cuts, a lot of bounce passes. Yeah. Very organized. She's like Popovich. She's not letting any bullshit happen. If you fuck up your bench, that's what I feel like how you're going to run. You're like the Popovich of mothers. Yeah. And if anyone slows me down, ask me a question about how I'm doing it and what I'm going to change, I'm going to give them one word answers just like Popovich. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're going to be like Belichick in the press conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, more or less that I'm going to put on as much weight and wear a hoodie. I will also be looking like Bill Belichick. Okay, Paul, a lot of your fans know that your whole thing is about stuff you find unacceptable in sports. And I love it. It's funny. It's refreshing. What are some things right now that you find so unacceptable? In sports that I find unacceptable now? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I, I I think what's unacceptable is what kids in this generation like looks at as acceptable. Ah. Yeah. Like I think that basketball is not being played right right now. Basketball is, you know, I'm, I listen, I'm a diehard Knicks. I loved last season. This season was going great to this whole Kemba Walker thing, but basketball has become a three point shoot contest. And I see it with my son and his friend. Basketball is Whose team is going to hit, you know, 16 to 19 threes in a game? And it's going to be these high scoring games, stuff like that. Another thing that's unacceptable is, you know, the pylon teams. You know, I heard something today that said LeBron James, who knows, he might not stay a Laker at the end of a career. Look what Cleveland's doing now because Cleveland is starting to the Cavaliers are having this unbelievable run. What if LeBron finished off and went there? It's like, it's always Mm. a guy going to a good situation. It's always a, it's, it's mm-hmm. shooting from half court now, playing with your friends now, where it used to be like, no, you were either a Laker, a Celtic, you wanted the fight. So that kind of sucks. 
baseball is slow and needs to pick up. So that's unacceptable. <laughs> and the Giants offensive line since, you know, 2016. <laughs> so those are my. <laughs> Do you follow much college football? Every year we go to a big game. So we like mm-hmm. we went to Death Valley one year. We went to the big house a few years ago. We awesome. saw Notre Dame and USC under the lights a few years ago. Yeah, I loved seeing Michigan beat Ohio State. I'm sorry if you're a, a Buckeye fan, but no. I loved seeing that just because I know people who are Buckeye fans who talk a lot of shit. Oh, they're intolerable. And it's like they're like the equivalent of like an arrogant Cowboy fan. I know Cowboy fans yeah. that are great, like like Yankee fans. Yankee fans and Cowboy fans are the same as some of the fans are like great and respectful and love the history and the tradition. And then there are these arrogant meathead yelling mm-hmm. the dumbest shit possible, thinking they know things. Mm-hmm. So when Michigan won, I liked it. <laughs> what you and Burr, when you used to go on the road with Burr all the time, you guys would always go to like a big sports event, like whatever was in town. In fact, sometimes Burr did his touring schedule around what was going on. He'd go like, oh, there's a big, you know, I want to go to the Formula One or whatever it is. Yep. Formula One's in Italy, but you know what I mean? He wants to go to this thing and so he would book a show in that no, town because he's such a massive, yeah, I don't know why I thought of Formula One. <laughs> I got, I just had the booster. I just had the booster. I got 104 fever. And I like how it just, it's only performed in Italy, which is not true. Yeah, no, we actually did go to Formula One in Montreal. So we did do that. Oh, did you? Yeah. And there was just one in Texas. Oh yeah, I'm a stupid, stupid, stupid man. <laughs> But you're vaccinated and you're boosted. It's okay if you're a little stupid. Giannis, what is going on with your camera? You look like you're held hostage by the Taliban right now. (laughs) And you're about to read a letter to your family. My wife is probably scrolling on the British Bake Show recipes and hasn't slowed down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he would pick an event, a big sporting event. And he, he would he would book a show there. What was one of like or a few or tell us some stories. What was one of the most amazing things you went to? One of the most amazing things we went to was 2010. We performed at the Punchline in Atlanta and then we drove to Augusta and we went to the Masters mm. and it was the Sunday and Tiger was back after all the stuff that happened with him. It was his first major back. I think it might have even been his first tournament back. Phil Mickelson won it that Sunday. We were standing right there on 18. But when you walk into Augusta, this is not an exaggeration. I'm not trying to be fun. It's literally like, first of all, it's just a main strip in Georgia where there's like stores and strip malls. And then you pull up to these gates and you go in and it's literally like you stepped in a picture. It's the greenest I've ever seen the color green. It's like landscaped and so unbelievable in there. and what we did was we sat at 15 because if you sit at 15 and you watch the golfers come down, when you look to the left, you see 16, which is a par three. So we figured we'll sit at 15. Now, beers are $1.75 at the Masters. That's right. Whole pork sandwiches are like $2. So you're basically getting food and beer. So one of us would take turns. And what we did was we gambled on the pairs that would come down. So we had the sheet. And we would go, all right, you know, Mickelson's coming down with, let's just say, like VJ Singh or something like that. All right, who do you got? And then he would pick one. I would pick one. Whoever got a birdie, it was 10 bucks. If your guy got this, it was five bucks. But then when you look to the left and they tee off on the par 316, if your guy gets a hole in one, it's 100. Ah. Right out of the gate, right out of the gate, my guy comes down. He gets a hole in one. The place roars. 
<laughs> I'm like up like 127 bucks right out of the gate when we start. And then I go get beers and we, we tried to do this game. Who could come back with the most beers? So I, we're just holding these cups with like six of them. And whoever had a lot of, I love you. This is all as I'm getting <laughs> the food and the beers. I hear the crowd erupt. His guy gets a hole in one. Ah. Uh-huh. Now we're almost even. I think he ended up pulling off, end up winning. He always ends up beating me by like $5 on ever, out of everything we do. But I just remember watching it, walking up 18, seeing Mickelson win and being there. And it was really incredible. That was, that was one that I think everybody should do just because of the scenery mm-hmm. and the roars of the crowd. It was amazing. Oh, that's so on my bucket list. It just, and I went to school at University of Georgia and I have a ton of friends from Augusta. And I feel like every year, I was promised a ticket and it never happened, but that's such bucket list. I mean, that had to be so incredible, but that's right about the prices. They purposely keep them like historically low to almost bring you back in time. I feel like it's a part of the whole shtick, right? Yeah. It's like you get a cup of Bud Light for a dollar 75, a sandwich for two, three dollars. You're just like, and you're just sitting there watching these golfers, beautiful weather. Mm. It really is incredible. I think it's very hard to get a ticket though. It's you have to like yeah. know somebody that has them in the family and then they need to like either like rent them to you. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. So I should stop leaning on frat boys and sorority sisters then for those tickets. That's not the way that I should have gone in college. No, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at the NFL season now and just as the picture is getting a little bit more clear, I feel like especially this weekend, like no team clinched a playoff spot this weekend. And that was supposed to happen if the Cardinals had won. But things are getting a little bit more clear and we're finding out who's who. What do you like? I mean, not only just two teams to make the Super Bowl, but who's just impressing you more than you thought? Who's a player who you think is in the MVP conversation without the name Brady? Well, I've said, and it's documented on the podcast, it's probably documented on the Verzi Effect and Anything Better podcast. I said that the Green Bay Packers were going to the Super Bowl eight weeks ago. Yep. The Green Bay Packers are going to the Super Bowl. 100%. I think that they will beat the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship. If, you know, and I'd love them to have Lambeau Field. I think that they have the coach for it. I think Devontae Adams is, I don't think Devontae Adams is better than, I think Devontae Adams is so much better than the next wide receiver. Like, one-on-one, he's just can't be stopped. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, you don't you don't even need to talk about the kids throwing darts all over the field. Like I've never seen anything. The kids just throwing darts. Kids throwing <laughs> darts all over the place and he makes it look easy. They could go down 10 points and then all of a sudden he's up 15. They got Jones and Dylan. So they got the two-headed monster running. And what I noticed this week is oh, because I had action on this one. I, I had I had I had yeah. Packer. I needed the Packers to cover that 12 and a half. Yeah, big spread. That was one of my big spreads, and and that was I wanted them to do that. I needed them to do that. And the defense showed me what they were. Yeah. They did not take the Bears seriously in the first half. And mm-hmm. I think that that's why the Bears were moving the ball. And then look what happened. The Bears scored three points in the second half when they really buckled down and did that. So I think if the defense plays like that and the offense just is going to keep scoring, I think that they're the team to beat in the NFC. AFC is where it gets tricky. It does. Because they're saying that maybe... Derrick Henry comes back to the Titans. If they get through the first round, that changes everything. Because what are they? They're nine and whatever. They won nine games, right? Mm-hmm. So they're tricky. I could see like a team sneaking in. I'll tell you who I don't like. I'll tell you who I don't like. I do not buy, and I could be wrong. You guys will probably play this. This is probably the, 
I probably get all, all those other things. And then this is the one. Yeah, play this back. Yeah. I don't think the Chiefs. Clip this, Alex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the Chiefs have been figured out, even though I know they romped on the Raiders. I think in the playoffs, teams are going to be able to do the two safety thing, the cover two. And it seems like if you take Tyreek Hill out of the game, defenses are mm-hmm. willing to let. You got to let Travis Kelsey get those little dump downs, 10, 12 yards, you know, here and there. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you take the home run hitter out, Hill, I think that you could beat that team. Something looks a little off. And if you make Mahomes run a little bit. So I don't like them. I don't know. I, can, I can't sit here and say, though, because I thought two weeks ago, I thought Buffalo still had a, you know, I was like, oh, Buffalo still has a shot the way Josh. And then and then two weeks in a row, they lose that heartbreaker that they lost yeah. to New England. So I would say the AFC is open, but I, I can't I can't see anybody beating Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers if they have the first week by and home. I, I just don't see that. I, do, I don't see that happening. And, you know, can Belichick get back with Mac Jones? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yana, see, I vet all of our guests before they come on to make sure we're on the same page and that we're both rocking green and gold. And my man Paul now has just uh, earned himself a recurring spot because I couldn't agree more. And uh, yeah, 12 and a half was a lot to cover against the Bears. And it was the whole narrative of I still own you, Aaron Rodgers. And I, I just I'm more impressed with them this week than I've ever been. And I, I think you're so right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when they went down, when they went down 10, nothing and then Rodgers <laughs> gets sacked and the dude is doing this in front of him. I'm like, this kid's going to come back. You don't do the belt. Don't do the belt. Don't stomp on somebody's midfield. No. Logo. Don't do any of that. That's why I wanted. Damn it, the Washington football team, when, when McCarthy was like, we're going to go in there and beat the Washington football team. And I'm like, oh, man, that's not good. It's a four-point line. Washington's coming off of two yeah. great wins. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't buy the Cowboys in the, you know. Giants still got a shot, though. We run the table. <laughs> <laughs> if we run the table and everybody else in our division loses, we see what happens. I'm totally kidding, but. What could I do? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. The Giants do have a shot at getting some sweet draft picks. They should just lose yeah. the rest of the season on purpose. Yeah. Just fucking, yeah, that's it. Just let it go. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he's just, he's he's playing magical. I think he's the MVP. Yeah. Who do you think's the MVP? <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, listen, he's got such a good case for it that it's like, you know, I, I mean, look at his touchdowns versus interceptions. It's like a joke. And the thing about Aaron Rodgers is you got to get him interested. Yeah. Like he was not happy being there. They lost week one. The whole world was talking about it. And then all of a sudden he, that was good for them because they went on a run. And I'll tell you another amazing thing for the Green Bay Packers was the COVID scandal with him. That whole COVID little controversy that made him go, that made him go, all right, dude, I'm just going to go and run off five games in a row and mm-hmm. shut everybody up. That's the type of guy he is. He needs that. And you know where the proof was? When he was sitting in that green room with his mother on draft day, getting embarrassed with the cameras in his face, going 25th or wherever he went. I believe it was 25th. And then look, mm-hmm. all these guys that get looked over, Brady, Rogers, chip on the shoulder. You got to love a player like that. I was just looking up the updated MVP odds. Tom Brady is the leading candidate at minus 150. I still feel like that's the most likely option. But Aaron Rodgers is still at plus money, plus 550. I mean, that's worth sprinkling a couple bucks on. I worry a little bit just because I've seen chatter around this, that this whole vaccine issue and lying and all this, that that will maybe cost him the MVP. But I I don't know if people will still care about that because you're right. His numbers are insane. 
No, it will probably cost them because people are babies. There's a narrative yeah. out there and people are going to be like, you know, nobody, they know nobody wants to see that. There's a ton of yeah. people in the country rooting against them because of it. Yeah, it's sad. It's ridiculous. Like there's a lot of people that just go, I just want them to lose because of that. And, you know, listen, I'm not going to come on your show and talk about whether somebody should be vaxxed or not. I think people can make decisions for themselves, talk to their doctors and all that. But like when a professional athlete is worried about his body and maybe he did it away, people didn't like, but to like, like to have people like really like, like me, like with malice rooting against him now, it, it, if that costs him the MVP, that's just sad, man, I, I think. I agree. Okay, wait, guys, we have got to get to our game. Speaking of malice, I want you two to really fight it out in this one, okay? This is going to be good. I know you're good friends, but let's put that aside in a little friendly competition. It's time to settle the score and find out once and for all who is the ultimate New York comedian sports trivia champion. Boy, what what a title. You can, <laughs> you can win that title. Giannis Papas or Paul Verzi. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Born ready. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> So let's do it in true sports fashion. It's going to be a best of seven. So the first person to get four correct wins, okay? And you can answer at the same time, I'm going to say, because I don't know how else to fairly do it. Okay, number one. Who is the New York Knicks all-time leading scorer? Bernard King. Did I hear Ewing? No, I said Bernard King. He said, we both said Bernard King. No, you're both wrong. <laughs> Shit. You're both wrong. Okay. Patrick Ewing. Damn it. Okay. This is, we're off to a really good start. Number two. Yeah. Oh, my God. How do we not know that he's, like, on the list? It's horrible. I know. It's horrible. But, you know, when you think about Bernie, the way Bernie used to light him up before the knee injury, you just... Well, see, it was Bernie magical. had, like, back-to-back 40-point games, but that's terrible on yeah. that part. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. This one you both will get. So get mm. ready to answer quickly. This former head coach affectionately nicknamed the Big Tuna, coached both the oh, New so York Jets and New sales. York Giants. <laughs> I got it first. I got it first. I was there first. I said it. W- I was there first. I said it way before you. Not even close, bud. I said. I, I hit it. I said Parcells right after she said tuna. Did you? Can you guys play that back? Or did you not? Yeah, but I. I we'll count it. I definitely said it first. Okay, yeah. it's one one. Okay. Yeah. Former Knicks first round draft pick Kristaps Porzingis is from what country? Latvia. Rapeville. And the answer is Lafayette. <laughs> okay, 2-1, Paul. <laughs> Who is the New York Giants' all-time leader in coaching wins? Here's a hint. It's not Ben McAdoo. Tom Coughlin. Mm-mm. Fuck. No, uh, Parcells. No, Steve Owen. Oh, uh, that's going uh, back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Derek Jeter is the Yankees' all-time hit leader with over 3,400. What Hall of Fame Yankee did he pass to take over the top spot? Joe DiMaggio. Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Very good. Uh Uh-oh, it comes down to this one because Paul's up 3-1. Damn it. Okay. This one's going to be tricky for you both to answer at the same time. So I'll let Giannis go first because he's down. Name three people Derek Jeter allegedly dated. Okay, we got... um, We definitely got my wife when I offered her to him for the playoffs as tribute. (laughs) We got the the hot chick, uh, Jessica Biel, and Mariah Carey. I don't have Jessica Biel unless this happened behind closed doors. Mariah Carey, yes. I don't know, Paul. I think you can steal this one away. All right. uh, Mariah Carey, Jordan. Oh, my God. What's her fuck? The one in Fast and the Furious. And uh, wait a minute. 
I'll give you a hint. One is his current wife. Yeah, but I don't even know oh. her name. I know she was in the commercials. You know what? I, I can't <laughs> I can't even do it. I can't do it. We gotta You guys. I know, like, but that's not really New York trivia. Like Okay. I mean it's that's almost be creepy to know that. Hillary Clinton? <laughs> not Hillary Clinton. Um, you were thinking of Jordana Brewster. Uh, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah Davis was an SI model who he married. So now Hannah Jeter. And then Jessica Alba, Vanessa Manillo. But yeah, Miss Universe. Minka Kelly from Friday Night Lights. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, here, this one, you'll get it. This one, you'll get it. Uh, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, who is the Mets' all-time home run leader? Daryl Strawberry. You both got that. Okay, but... Does that count now? Because Paul has four and Giannis has two. I was first but on that one. I was I clearly think, first on that Okay, one more tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. I thought I heard him at the same time. Okay. Currently, these two running backs are the only players to rush over 10,000 yards while playing in the Big Apple. One played for the Giants. One played for the Jets. Who are they? Ooh, that's hard. Tiki Barber. Curtis Martin. And? And? 10,000 yards. Tiki Barber, and on the Jets, Wayne Krebet. Okay, together you guys were correct. <laughs> Tiki Barber <laughs> and Curtis Martin. This game is shit, but Paul, I think you won. <laughs> All right, well. I mean, dude, I, it almost sounds like we're from Kansas City or from <laughs> San Diego. I think we're fake New Yorkers at this point, especially that we don't know what Derek Jeter said. No, Patrick Ewing was horrible that we didn't get that. That was a horrible, but also we missed yeah. Derek Jeter's hit list. I mean, who misses his hit list? Uh, I mean, he's got how many hits, but then you add all those other hits. What is that, 10 hot chicks? Those are the, <laughs> be- those are the most impressive hits he's had us in his entire career. But here's the thing. Derek was such a sniper with it, and he was so low-key that he even kept celebrities low. He even yeah. kept, so, Dude, he said one thing that was amazing. He said the worst thing about going on a cruise, and this is, this is, this is public, so this isn't like some, he actually wrote this, but I think he said something like, the worst thing going on a cruise with Mariah Carey, she can't get off. <laughs> I think he said something like that, but Derek was like, I mean, giving out gift bags to his stands. Oh. I mean, he's, you know. Classy. Yeah, classy. That is classy. No, the smartest thing he ever did was not get married until he retired. That was the yes. smartest thing he ever did. Smart kid. Yes. Smart kid. When you think about it, it's very Mickey Mantle-esque in that he was able to play amazing while off the field he was philandering. It's the Yankee way, very Mickey Mantle-esque. And maybe he's not there in the morning, but a nice, fancy bottle of jam is. Hats <laughs> off to the captain. Let me just tip my hat right now. Let me just tip mine. Look at that. Boom. <laughs> and like with the level of like woman that that guy was getting, the fact that he never made errors, I would be gazing at the sky, making errors, thinking about what I'm going to, what my plans were that night. He kept it together. During, I would have been, Giannis, could you imagine? I mean, if I was a Yankee at that position, I'd have been a mess, dude. I would have been out of town. They would have shipped me to Kansas City to play for the Royals. No offense, Royal fans, but I would, New York would have ate me up. <laughs> If I was doing or yeah. people from Kansas City like myself, why did we just get two gashes there? You guys are done. I'm I'm turning off your mics. <laughs> He's got two thousand plus hits, but he also has crabs eight times. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, our thanks again to Paul Verzi. You can follow him on Twitter at Paul Verzi and make sure to listen to him and Bill Burr on the Anything Better podcast. That was a ton of fun. You guys, we have to do this in person sometime. Yes, can I plug my dates or not? 
Yeah, Absolutely. please, please, please go. And also tell them when your special's coming out on Comedy Central, your new yes. special. Yes. Yeah, so, well, my, my first special right now is on Comedy Central, streaming for free until the uh, 27th of December. So you can watch it through the holidays. Then it'll be behind the paywall. New special is coming out 2022. We're going to make announcements on that soon. But check out the um, Anything Better podcast with me and Bill Burr, the Verzi Effect podcast, which is doing great right now. So please check that out. And I will be in Atlanta, Georgia at the Punchline, starting my uh, 22 tour dates at the Punchline, January 7th through the 9th. All my uh, dates are on paulverzi.com. Thank you guys so much for having me, man. I had such a good time. This weekend's action with a man who has his mind on his money and his money on his mind. Peter Andrew, what's going on? Got this hat on for a reason today, guys. Big <laughs> win against the Bengals last week. Yeah, we got our, our token San Francisco fan here. That was a great game. Speaking of another great game that I think did really well for the sports book was the Rams winning. I saw BetMGM tweeted every state, but based on betters, had picked the Cardinals, right? Yeah, we needed it. This was our, <laughs> I've said this a couple times. This was actually our worst week ever. Wow. I think 13 of 15 favorites hit on Sunday. So there are or Thursday and Sunday. So therefore we needed Rams bad. A lot of parlays to be completed with just whether it was uh, Arizona money line or Arizona spread. So huge win for us. Big sigh of relief. I get to keep my job for another week. All right. I guess we all do. Right. We know who writes the checks. Uh, let's get to this weekend's action for punishment picks. Peter, go ahead and lay it on us. Let's pick some games. Punishment picks. Yeah, so this is our first week of having some Saturday games, yeah. so uh, I figured why not pick one. A huge one at that. Pats plus two at Indianapolis. So that's stout Patriots defense versus obviously Jonathan Taylor, you know, potential MVP candidate. What do you guys like there? I'll take the Pats. I'm taking the Pats on that. Yeah, it seems too easy, right? But the Colts are a team who can pull out a weird win, and that would be a weird win. I'm kind of tempted to have them cover the two points. Although if they lose by a field goal, I'm screwed. I don't know. Uh, that's why I hate how on the spot this is. Okay, I'm going to take the Colts because I want to be brave here. And I mean, the Patriots can't win every game, right? You saw what Jonathan Taylor could do to a team like the Bills. Yeah. Of a great one defense, a great defense as a whole. I kind of like him at home. Okay. I think he, he has another 204 touchdowns in him. Oh, it is an Indy? It is an Indy. Indoors. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm I'm sticking with that. Colts. That was very brave. That was Caitlyn Jenner brave of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> next game, Olivia's near and dear Packers, minus four and a half on the road at the Ravens. Ravens uh weird week last week <laughs> again. They ended up covering last second, but uh that's an interesting one. So four and a half point dogs on the road. What do you guys like there? Doesn't look like Lamar Jackson's back. Packers are rolling. Packers' worst part of their game is the special teams unit. That's where they're giving up points. That's correctable, though, I believe. So I still like Packers. Gosh, I almost like the Packers to win out. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's be brave. This is a brave episode. Olivia was brave. <laughs> I'm going to be brave. I'm taking the Ravens in a big upset. How about that? How about them apples? Whoa. I got a number. How about them apples? <laughs> the stars are aligning again, by the way. Niners back in the playoff spot. Seeing the Packers in the NFC Championship, 
our jersey swap back on. Uh, Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Last one. And a weird, interesting team in the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson back. Very peculiar team. Plus seven on the road at the Rams. So Rams, a a touchdown favorite. Giannis, you go. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. Uh, Obvious. Yeah, you know, I got to say I am too. I I didn't see their win coming Monday night. I feel like something's clicking now. Matt Stafford can always impress. I, I guess I'm taking the Rams too by seven. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't think Seahawks have a chance. It just seems like they can't get Metcalf involved, which is really weird. Yeah. That Gina Smith was able to and, and Russ can't. So odd uh, odd stretch of things. Yeah. Okay, well, th- this is going to be good now because we didn't agree on everything. In fact, we disagreed on what, two games? Yeah, two games. Two games. You know, last week, we tied, which has only happened a couple times this season. And we have to think of something different to do when we tie because usually the winner writes the outro for the loser. We're not going to talk about who that usually is. But this week, because it is a tie, we had our producers write our outro and we both have to read it. So it looks like I'm first, Giannis, but you ready to hop in here? Yeah, man, I'm scared. I, I feel I'm scared. I feel Peter Andrews pain when we do it to him. It's like a roast. I feel like this is our yeah. like Christmas roast that we're just going to get. Okay. Our producers, by the way, Maddie and Alex, are amazing, and I know they love us, so I think this is all in good fun. Here we go. It's me, Olivia, and besides being a jet-setting beauty queen, I also like to make sure the production team is on their toes with all my scheduling changes and video <laughs> requests. These guys just don't know how to capture the sunshine that is my personality all the time. And although I give them complete gold each week, these... Dolts. Is yeah, that adults. a word? Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? That basically means bitches. Okay. Never seem to find it. <laughs> I have to just roll my eyes as the production monkeys jump up and down looking to find the perfect moment from my throng of fans <laughs> and admirers. I also want to add to you ladies that I still look amazing and will continue to do so throughout my pregnancy as that is what someone in my position does with ease. No weight gain for this babe. Okay, back to my amazing view and box of Turkish delights. Toodles. Oh man, they called you a diva, Olivia. <laughs> they, a diva. They they did in so many words. Yes, I, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and guess that that was Maddie who wrote that. Thank you, Maddie. I will not be emailing you this week with any requests. <laughs> okay, here goes. Uh, boy, they, I, this is. I know that this is going to be a purge, and they've been waiting for this. Here we go, um, Olivia. If I could ever remember what time a weekly meeting is, I would have more to offer this program. But it seems remembering the same time that is emailed to me and texted to me each week is too much for me as I juggle life as a famous comedian and homeowner in one of the nation's toniest neighborhoods. (laughs) Yes, I seem down to earth, but I would be lost without my Tesla and city crash pad to offset the burdens of fans and fame. By the way, I am on the right link now. And what time is it? Am I on East Coast, West Coast, or Central Time? Is this Earth? Where am I? I never know just like I don't seem to understand how to not yell into the mic most of the time. Oh, well. The monkeys in production will fix it like they do each week. Oh, well. I'm off to plan a multi-million dollar party for my one-year-old daughter. Toodles, suckers. Oh, oh, that was low. God. 
that they just called us divas, Livia. You know what? Yeah, at one point, me and you are going to team up and we're going to roast mm. these fucking dolts. Mm. Sorry, I was in the mic too much. <laughs> Yeah, both of those things they called you out on happened today. You said, what time are we recording? And they had to tell you to back off the mic. So that's so spot on. Do you remember, oh, that was fun. Do you remember that one episode where we were, uh, after we recorded my podcast and, and Maddie looked like he was eating heart medication? He was going like, his face was all red. And me and you were just going, whoopsie. <laughs> Something tells me that would make its way into our outro. I think for the last show of the year, we have to have Maddie read an outro. Something else we have to fit in because I can't believe I forgot to mention it earlier is the BetMGM Seven Days of Parlays. That's next week. Peter, tell us about it. That's a huge deal. Yeah, so it's the season of giving, obviously, and BetMGM, uh, who better to, to give our loyal customers? So seven consecutive days starting on December 19th and all the way through to Christmas. We're going to be given free bets, casino tokens, you know, risk-free tokens, parlay boost tokens to all our customers every day, something different wow. that you can get. So this is across bowl games, uh, obviously NBA on Christmas, soccer, you name it, we've got it covered. So seven consecutive days. All you need to do is log in every day, opt into the promotion, and then take part in whatever bet and uh, a ton of different rewards. So exciting time for us. And, um, you know, we want to keep everybody happy through the holidays. Just our way to give back a little bit. Oh, I love that. Love giving back. That's awesome. And if you want to find any more information on the seven days of parlays or anything else going on at BetMGM, follow at BetMGM on all social media platforms. Make sure you listen to us. A new episode drops every Thursday and we'll fill you in with the help of Mr. Peter Andrew. Thanks again, Peter. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.